This is Death Piles and Taxes. Yes, it is. Episode number 27. There's nobody thought we could make this much... No, they didn't. This much fluff. Yes, we did. <laughs> the thing is, is, this is just like two road trips for us. That's all it is. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. That's all I'm going to say the whole show. Let's see how long this can go for. Uh, knowing you, it could go for a while. <laughs> it is about like two road trips, maybe... Maybe three. I mean, twenty what twenty seven episodes? So that's a lot of hours because someone bleed into a couple hours each. Yeah, I know. There's plenty of people that thought this went last uh, a quarter of this time. So we're proving all the non-believers wrong. Especially death piles and taxes. Especially those bendy trips. Those always get interesting. Well, they get interesting, and then uh, they're few and far between anymore. So we have to take uh, advantage of the time we get together when we can. That's right. So what's up, man? Well, speaking of busy week, speaking of roadies, we got back from a little road trip. Did a did a little trip. I had a family uh, family event down in Arizona, and uh, came back and uh, we hit up Vegas. Man, you're always having fun without me. Hit hit up Vegas hard, man. Hit it up hard. What's that mean? Does that mean like you can retire now? Because that's when I hit up Vegas hard. It sounds like you were up all night, you were partying, you were playing the the gambling games, and you came out victorious. Well, we're still waiting. We we did throw in for the $137 million Mega Millions lotto ticket. So we bought three chances, and the one drew, but we didn't win. So we got two more chances. Almost, that wasn't in Vegas, my friend. They don't have the lottery. That, so that was in Arizona. The state of Arizona, right on the border there. The uh, I don't even remember. The state line. We drove so many places. What's that one casino called? The California... Um, Needles? No, it's the California-Vegas border, Nevada border. They have that big roller coaster. Oh, yeah, the Whiskey bu- Pete's. Buffalo Be- Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. That's prim Nevada. That was always a good time on, on the way to Disneyland. Not- we'd always stop there for breakfast or something, and uh, we'd ride that roller coaster, and the roller coaster goes right through the hotel. Not to be confused with prim. It is prim, but panaca, pioch, prim proper. Yeah, don't get your peas mixed up in Nevada. People here listening are thinking, what kind of a podcast is this? Is this a gambling podcast? Is this two buddies talking about, um, no, they didn't believe in this podcast? Or what? what's going on? This is a, an eBay selling podcast. It's it's a way to make money online podcast. If you're, uh, if you're new to the game here, we are e-commerce, and uh, we'll dance all around, but you'll get some good information out of us. It's just kind of like you're in the back seat of the car on the roadie with us, and you're on the road trip, and... Uh, We'll we'll talk about some things, but it will uh, we'll talk about other things like the Powerball and uh, what's going on in our lives, that kind of thing. So, welcome in the car, and uh, I hope you enjoy the ride. How was that? Boom. So so hitting up Vegas. I'm still I'm still stuck on this. What's 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 one do when they have a car full of children and a wife when you hit up Vegas hard? Well, we went to uh, just about uh, I think about five different Goodwill stores. And we hit it on, like, the perfect day. It was some special 50% off sale on wow. everything. Did you tell the kids they're going to take the Greyhound home because you don't got no space for them anymore? I felt bad because we'd get in there, we'd do a cart full of stuff, 
And like we get up there and she's like, thirteen dollars and six cents. Pay her the money, pay her the money. Let's get out of here. Before they figure out what we just did. That's nice. The good thing about uh, Vegas, we've been down there a few times just for Goodwill outlets and vacation and that kind of thing before we had one up here, is a lot of people move to Vegas with hopes and dreams. It's kind of like a, a poor man's uh, L.A., for, for lack of a better term. Yes. And they come in, you know, they're going to make it big, and then it's like, okay, they bust out, they didn't get their own show, they've been there a couple of years, and they just leave town, and they leave everything behind. So you can find some really good or some really good items down there. That was a lot of fun stuff, and man, the lines there are long. Did you go to the the outlet or just the, the regular? No, Goodwills? we went to the regular Goodwills over there on the um, Henderson side of town. It was good. It was really good. I don't know what specials were going on, but we came in with a lot of stuff. It was the Goodwill fifty uh, percent off day, so everyone was out, and there was a lot of people. Out. And you know, it's funny because we started early and we ended late. Um, there was obviously more stuff in the morning and less in the evening, but we had a lot of good stuff. A lot to go through. That's a, that's a big area. I uh, We went down there, and we stayed by Lake Las Vegas, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And there was this Goodwill on the way there, and, and we were buying stuff at the Walmart so that we didn't have to eat out all the time. Yeah. And we were in there, and the funny thing was we found a, a, a few T-shirts from... Um, this area right here. So we're going through and found Payson High Utah t-shirts. There you go. And I'm just like, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how the shuffle works. And it always makes me giggle. We didn't even look at the t-shirts. We were we were looking on other stuff. Oh, wow. Didn't even spend one ounce of time really looking at t-shirts. See, that's my go-to. Last, uh, last, what was it, Sunday we were out and we had a barbecue for my mother-in-law's birthday with her friend up in... Up in what I say towns like people care, but this means you talking, so I'm, I'm going to tell you all the information. I could say a city north to 50 miles to the north, but it was up in West Valley, so we're waiting to go to that. And I said, let's hit Savers while we're here, right? And we're like, well, we got like 20 minutes. Can we do it in 20 minutes? I'm like, okay, put the clock on me. I'm Quick. Like, Fourth quarter, we need to deliver. So <laughs> run in there. I don't even have a card. Just go through the T-shirts and grab them like. Five or six different shirts, and people are looking at me like, "Who is this crazy madman?" And that shirt ain't gonna fit that guy. Yeah, like, wait a minute, that guy thinks he's a children's small, huh? That's interesting. Schmedium. It's like, all right, all right, I gotta go, gotta go check out. Got got there on time. I got me, you know, a handful of handful of items. So that was my thrifting for the week. I'd say the most unique thing is my wife was really looking in like like the doll section, like the kids' dolls, and she found a couple in boxes that were from like other countries. And the back of one said the Canary Islands from 1972. Tell me you purchased that. Oh, absolutely we did. And it was like three bucks. Wow. <laughs> so well, Canary Islands, that's a small uh, Pacific yeah. area anyway. I so. think a lot of them are like these handmade type dolls. She found another one that was from like India. Like hand- well, I hope you didn't get no voodoo dolls. There's no, no, no ghosties coming home. I didn't say New Orleans. Okay. I just don't want you. I know you got that nice new house up there. You don't need to be hey, hey now. having any visitors come with you. Don't throw a hex on me. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing the Halloween episode. Oh, don't even get me started but, on Halloween. I'm already getting nervous. I've been three months some, in advance. I've been making some notes just like the retail stores, getting ready for the hot time. Um, yeah. Yeah, come Halloween time. If, if you've ever heard me scared, which doesn't happen that often... Yeah, I might have to sleep with the light on after we film that one. Well, it will be here in just a few short months, so tell tell your friends and tell your neighbors they're going to want to tune into that one. Yes. So that's kind of what we were up to. Um, went down there, had a couple things, um, and yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a good spot now, buddy. 
Oh, I have, I have an interesting story. I got interesting stories, but I'm going to go interesting story of the week. When do you not have an interesting story? That's, that's, that's the beauty of my life, I guess. But, you know, the free returns things always a, a debate on, on these things, on people that sell online. Should you take the free, the free returns? Should you offer them? Should you not? So on and so forth. And everyone's like, oh, they're just going to get my stuff. They're going to try it on. If it doesn't fit, they're going to send it back. That's always the fear, right? All right. Or they'll just, they'll just wear it to the prom and they'll return it. Yes. I'm more of the idea of like, it's a lot more of a pain. Like for us to send out stuff, it's easy. We got the process down. Yeah. We know how to click things. We know how to print the labels. And we're always going to the stores, right? So we're always going to the stores. We're always going to uh, the, the post office. So so for us, it's no problem to return something because it's, it's on the route. It's yeah. in our daily uh, schedule. And they're going to have to like print off a label, get their own packaging, take it to the store. Yeah, so, so most of the time, like I do free returns on basically everything for that reason of like, it bumps you up in uh, it bumps you up in rankings. More people see your stuff. Uh, you can be a top rated seller. A bunch of other things that come with it. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But I've I've done this little experiment. Works good for me. And I don't have that many more returns than the average person. I don't think I don't have a whole lot. Um, when I do, like we're saying, a lot of the times the person just is lazy. And like never mind. I don't know how to do this. Do it yeah, for it me. Doesn't um, matter. And that's what I do. Uh, if they they message you like I don't know what I'm doing like. You can talk to eBay, so I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to tell you the process. Yeah, it's really like, you can figure it out or not. And then you have, like, I think it's three or four days, and you can close it out and be done. Well, going back to the, Derek, how did you sell this much candy, right? Yes. There was there was an, an older gentleman, I'm going to guess, that wrote me a, a not-so-nice uh, response to set, selling him the candy and hopes that God can uh, forgive my soul okay. for the... Uh, the grievance that I did. One of several things you're hoping to be forgiven if for. If that's all that's really there that God's got, like, well, I think you were a little stiff on this candy. You bought it for a dollar and you sold it for $20 to this gentleman. You bought two of them. Hell you go. It was a good run, man. <laughs> you did you did all right, but that, that's the that's the, uh, that's the part that tipped you over. I think we're all in some trouble if that's what it comes down to. So, anyway, the guy did end up sending back the two things of candy. Okay. So and he went through the process, sent it back. I look at him. Hasn't opened them. They're yeah. all in the same condition, I thought. Good. I sell those for not enough money. So hold on. So he sent them back to you because he thought you overcharged on them. He Should said they weren't described. Like I am not. I added to the the lingo of the kids of the item not as described. Gotcha. But it's it was so clearly he said how much weight. Clearly said. I mean pictures, all that kind of. So stuff. he sent it back to you. Sure. And then you turned around and sold it for even more. Well, so then I turn around and I'm like, okay, I got two of these bad boys. I'm asking 50 bucks a piece for them now. Like, I was giving them away the $20, and I couldn't keep them in stock. So so I got me a little cha-ching the other day. I was running me a sell because it was Prime Day. Yes. I told everyone yeah. Prime Day's coming up, or Crash Day, whichever one you celebrated. So I knew there was going to be lots of eyes out there. So I ran me a little sell, just hoping that the people that were there, kind of seeing what kind of deals were running, might be able to stumble upon one of my items. Some person... Paid. It was a little under fifty dollars for one box of candies that I bought for what was a a dollar, maybe two dollars, that was returned by this man. So even better. So that's why I take returns. You can always sell it again if you sold it once. You can sell it again. Uh, most of the people aren't going to return it anyways, and if they do, just resell it. It's not. I mean, you sold it once, you can sell it again. It's not the end of the world. Maybe you'll maybe you'll double your money. There you go. So that was. That was story number one for me. Okay, story number one. Um, I got a question for you. 
one of the things that happened while we were down in, in the Vegas area, the Arizona area, um, there's this big thing going on about, I think it's a group of your friends, the snowflake kids that are going to go raid Area 51. Why is everything snowflake with you, man? You get so so caught up on these terms. Well, I don't know. You just told me some term. It's just snowflakes. These snowflake kids. What about they're not snowflake kids? Okay. What, well, what if this group of people, what about their 50-year-old man living in their mom's basement? So what about their distinguished business owners? What should I call them? Truthers. I don't know. Truthers. They're truthers. They're woke. They're woke? They're woke. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Woke? <laughs> the woke people? Yeah. Aren't you woke? The, uh, the, the moon landings and all that? Your eyes have not been woke? Don't even get me started. I thought you were just telling me all this internet stuff that you've made uh, made progress on. I am making progress you on. you got kids. You should know all the terms. I don't know. My <laughs> kids aren't that old yet. Um, you know, all these people, are they're going to raid, they're going to all ambush Area 51. Can't stop us all. <laughs> I saw that in the old Pahrump Times, because I still read the newspaper. Uh, not That's the, shocker. Exactly. <laughs> it's a digital version. I don't think they can mail it to me anymore. But it's it's like this big, and now it's getting national news, and you know, there's like four hundred thousand people that are gonna go and raid Area Fifty One. Well, the funny thing is, I think it started as a joke, and yeah. that the people didn't understand it's a joke, <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for this time." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't quite know how that's gonna go for you. Oh, I know how it's gonna go. How's it gonna go for us? It's gonna go like you uh, tried to. Like, here's the thing. So. Say a million people say they're going to go, maybe a couple hundred will show up. There's okay. going to be a few that show up. Okay. And it's just like if you're going to go raid any other uh, military installation, right? Like, it's not going to go well. <laughs> so, uh, we've talked a little bit. I've been to the Area 51 region, and as you drive by, they have big signs that say, I mean, you can look them up. I don't know the exact termage, terminology. Termage. Termage. But it's something to the effect of, uh, if you trespass, lethal force will be used. Basically... We will shoot you. You've been warned. Don't get on our property. So you think that's kind of funny? You slow down to read the sign, and you kind of go. Then all of a sudden, up on the ridge appears a jeep. Yes. With with officers in the jeep, right? They shine a little spotlight in your eye. Well, this is during the day. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, they're all messing around. Let's get out of here. So they got people to do that. Um, so you say you got a couple hundred people that show up. They're probably not in the best shape to begin with. No. It's 120 degrees in the desert. It's hot out there. Your idea is that you're going to run uphill <laughs> and try to storm. I mean, best case, you get over the ridge. Now, let's say that they just let you do this because they're kind of having some fun. I mean, if they want to, they can mow everyone down, no problem. But that's going to be a news reporter yeah. or something to explain or yeah. cover up or dig some holes out there in the... In the you know sandwich they're gonna put him next to Will Smith. Which thing. yeah, the Hoff is out there somewhere. So it's yeah. been done in the desert before. But let's say you get up to the gate. Okay, so they let you get up to the gate. Then what? You yeah. can climb the gate in a hundred degree weather out in the middle of the desert. It's not very well thought. So let's say okay, you get over the gate, and then you get to the building. Okay, now you need key access to get into the building, right? And it's probably a mile away. It's yeah, it's not close. So let's say you get there, and the door's locked. <laughs> okay, then what? Let's say, okay, they let you in, and then they shut the door. You have just put yourself into prison in the middle of the Nevada desert, right? Like, congratulations, you live here now. 
I think they've been watching one too many Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible. Movies. I mean, everyone knows that they moved the aliens over to Dugway anyways. <laughs> they, they aren't there no more. No, they've moved them. They've moved them. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, best case is guys like me and you, and this is that's been brought up at work. I think everyone's discussed it because it's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of like are somebody are they really going to do this? It's the guys like me and you that take the pickup truck full of Costco waters out to uh, out to uh, Rachel, and we sell those for five dollars a piece. And then you go to the uh, military surplus store and you buy a bunch of stuff and say, hey, you're going to need this. And here's just some camo. Here's your, and you make the money off of selling that. This is a bulletproof vest. Now, now it may or may not be, but it's not going to matter. Anyways, they're going to put so many rounds through the air that, you know, you're going to catch one somewhere. But I'll still make $50 off of selling it to you and telling you, if it doesn't work, bring it back to me. I'll give you a full refund. The problem is that people are going to bring their small children and stuff. So you're going to have to say... Here's a daycare. We'll watch your kids for free. You're going to have to call up the state to say, hey, come get these kids because they're parents. <laughs> they're going to be locked away. Yeah. That's, but there's going to be a few people that show up. I think that, that if it was somebody like me, I'd be selling $5 waters because once you get out there and feel that heat, you're not rushing nowhere. You gave me a chuckle the other day. Somebody sent over this meme, and it says, uh, some of y'all need to worry about raiding at job fair instead of Area 51. But that's none of my business. There you go. You can sell it on eBay. I don't know. I mean, just go out there and buy some merchandise and sell it. But Some swag. Uh, people are just kind of, they're, they're just silly, aren't they? They, they are just silly. So that was, that was my funny thing for the day. Because well, I, mean, I, I was in, in the area. Now, Goodwills, how hot was it? I, the hottest we saw was 117. So... I mean, if you've never been out by Area 51 or whatever, it's just desolate. I know yeah. you have, but the average listener here that's from maybe the East Coast or somewhere in a big city, it's desolate. It's got like a little trailer of a convenience yeah. store is the nicest way of putting that. And then there's like mounds of sand hills, like forever. You're not running through. It's not going to happen. You might have been playing some video games or something <laughs> thinking this is going to go down. I'm telling you, like three minutes max. And, and they're going to be surprised when they run out there and they find Alf in a TV studio. Oh, that'd be great if they just, you know, they just, whatever. But it's it's comical. People just, I mean, every day there's something new. And that one, that one was right up my alley. I know it was up your alley, too. Yeah, but anytime even you have, if you have like a four wheeler or like maybe you're going to take your vehicle and try to ram the gates, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't mess with that. Well, I, I always try to clear up the truth on here. Because you're a truther. I am a, I'm a walk. You're woke. Woke. I'm woke. Okay. You might be a walk, a walk, a walk. I don't know what that, I don't know what you mean. But I did uh, throw in a special uh, picture. You like to paint this pretty picture that we live in like like Ogden or West Valley or something. Live in? Yeah. It's where, it's where we film from, but we're in a nice neighborhood. And all of the noise and racket that you hear on here from the sirens. I about got ran over coming in here today. Did you hear that guy honking at me? I did hear that guy honking. Posted a nice picture of the fine gentleman at the uh, fire department right across the street from us. Oh, during the daytime when it's nice out. Well, yeah, it's a beautiful We had to change start recording during the daytime because I was afraid of getting mud. They were out testing the old uh, ladder. I walk out something. What are they doing? It went up probably like five or six stories. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So there you go. You can check out the uh, where, Death where Piles can, where Taxes. Where we find that? Death Piles and Taxes Facebook page. So you can go over there and be a friend. Yeah. We'll like you. Yeah, we need some more. We got your wife and my mom. That's all you need in life, right? That's true. It's got me this far. It has got you this far. So there you go. We're going to try and uh, catch up on a little more things, post some more items that we're uh, catching, selling, things that we find hot. Yeah, I got a question for you. 
Uh, what's up, Mr. eBay panelist? So we've talked about um, hiring somebody a few weeks back. Yeah. Now, here's the debate and kind of more of a topic, but you're the man that would know this. What's the difference between if I want to hire somebody as a 1099 or versus a W-2 person? Say I want somebody to just do work for me, right? Funny you say that. I am right now, I just am in the process of, I hired somebody. So for my other company, that one of my other companies that I own, the uh, Extreme Modus Wheelchair Company, we were in some need of some videography, some uh, photographs. And again, I didn't quite know where to go, so I looked on Upwork, just a simple freelance uh, website to find people to do jobs. And I went on there and found a young man who did an amazing job took a video for us, we posted on the internet, and now we're having to go through the website to pay him, which totally makes sense. I mean, it's a third-party service, so you go through them and it's paid to them through that website. So the difference becomes, is that person a freelance photographer, are they a 1099 contractor, or are they a W-2 employee of my company, of Adam up accounting or extreme modus or however you want to call it. So there's lots of different factors to say, are you one or the other? Um, the first one would be is, does that person have their own independent business? Like, is that what they do for a living? Um, <clears throat> are they required to be like on your premise? Do you tell them, hey, Derek, you need to be here from nine to five every day. You need to wear a uniform. You can't smoke on the job because that, obviously that's what I tell you when you come in here because I'm not having that e-vape you'd like to do. It smells like uh, cantaloupe or cotton candy, depending on which one you want. Peppermint. Um, so that's the one big factor is, are, are they required to be on your premise? <clears throat> so if you're hiring somebody for your eBay stuff to list, are you requiring them to be on your premise, on your facility to post these pictures? That's the one factor. Do they have their own business? That's the other factor. Um, and are you basically telling them what they're supposed to do? So you're kind of a unique situation because they'd really have to be on your premise, on your facility. But if they're performing the same kind of things for other people, then you could hire them as a 1099 contractor. And the question becomes, is it better? Is it worse? Because everybody thinks, I don't want to pay the government any money, so I'm just going to give them a 1099. Um, in some cases, that's not the best way to do it um, because you have to look at workers' comp. Let's just say, heaven forbid, one of these people that come into your house is trying to list a bowling ball that you've found and that bowling ball falls and drops and hits her foot and it breaks her legs who's responsible the manufacturer of the bowling ball of course Brunswick, of course yeah, Brunswick. if it's on your facility and it's your employee then you're responsible but then if you say they're a 1099 contractor they're going to say well why were they in your house why were they doing all these things so it's really kind of a tricky thing um most of the time I tell people if, if it's your person that you're hiring, that you tell them what to do, when to be there, how to do it, and it's on your facility, they're probably an employee. So say you just say, take these pictures mm -hmm. and uh, you know you give them access to whatever. You can do it at your own time. They can do it at home. I've seen it done this week. If yep. you do it at 3 in the morning yep. or 4 in the afternoon or... Well, midnight. It doesn't matter as long as you do it. So if you're providing all the pictures for them and you basically email that to them and they're taking care of it off-site on their own time, then yes, you could consider them a 1099 contractor. But one thing you're going to want to do is before you pay them, they need to send you a W-9. Not a W-4, not a W-2, not a W-3, a W-9. 
And the W-9 just allows you to get their information, name, social security number, address. So at the end of the year, your business can file that with the IRS saying, we paid this person more than $600, and they match that up when they go to do their income. So that would be one thing is if you are taking the pictures, you send them to them, and they're basically posting it I mean, on their you free time. The say you, you take the pictures at home, but yeah. I don't really care when as long as it's done. Same thing. Like it, it, The whole idea and intent is where the work is being performed. And especially now in this digital era because a lot of times now you don't have to have somebody on your premise, but that becomes the real decision is are they coming into your place of business? Are they going to be required to be there from certain hours to hours? So okay. that's really the, the determining factor. Again, it's always one of those gray areas. Some people will tell you to do it that way. Other people will tell you to do it that way. It really just depends on that amount of money that you're paying them and how much liability you want to be responsible for. So it's just kind of depends on what you're having them do and how you want to go about it. I just know that's kind of been a, a topic. I know a lot of the, the gig economy is the kids are calling it with the uh, Uber drivers and the Airbnbers and the freelancers and all this and that. That uh, with the resellers, it's kind of coming into that as far as if you hire somebody, what exactly you know, what road do you go down? So yep. So it's a pretty easy process. Like I said. Just make sure you document, document, document everything. All right. Well, well, you got me curious. You were in you were in stores for for days. It sounds like you were finding all sorts of deals. What are some of the highlights? What are some of your uh, your uh, picks of the week or, or things that you found that were uh, besides you told us about the dolls and a few things? But what are some things that you thought, man, I have I've found it now? Christmas in July. Vegas had so much Christmas stuff; it was unreal. Like they just. I mean, I don't. I guess it kind of depends on where you're at and, and what time of year it is. But they had a lot, a lot, a lot of Christmas stuff. So we went in, bought some Christmas sweaters, a couple different things that they're. I guess they're not the hot item. They're the off-season um, jackets because it's not something that most people are going to buy. They're trying to clear out inventory. So those were a couple things that we found. Um, you know, I'm always. Uh, I just really started looking at mugs because they're pretty. Easy. I mean, some of them are sixty-nine cents. Yeah, yeah, they're cheap and they're they're easy and, to and fifty percent off. I mean, we're yeah. getting mugs for forty cents. They're basically, you find the right ones. They're basically free. You just need to find the the unique ones that people yeah. want to buy, or else you're just going to have them forever. But, yeah, and I guess that kind of comes to the question that that I was going to ask you is, what kind of a dollar point are you looking for? At what point do you say that's not worth my time, or that is worth my time? Oh, that de- wow, that's a, that's a good question, because that all depends, right? I mean, if I can go buy a piece of candy for a dollar, and it sells in a week for 20 or $50, well worth my time. Yeah. If I buy that same piece of candy, and it's going to sit for a year, and I mean, I you know, I need at least probably 20 bucks, maybe worst case $9 I've done, but it's all how much space do you have? If yeah. you have plenty of space, you stock it up, you can, you can list it and forget it um, with, with mugs and stuff. I have a few, but they do, they kind of clanking, they take up space, so you need something that sticks out that somebody, and I have a few that haven't moved that I thought were for sure winners, right? So, for me, you basically, the price of them is, might, might as well be free, but I need, uh, on something like that, I need like 30 or 40 bucks for it to be worth my time. Yeah. Because when you go to ship it, you have to do extra care, mm-hmm. and you have to ship it special, it can get broke, it's fragile, you have to take, I mean, you have to take into account all your time to, to do all that prep work. And shipping work and 
I found uh, some mugs back uh, when we started it. You uh, you ever watch Parks and Rec- Recreation, that TV show? I've heard of it. Never. You seen know who Ron Swanson is? No idea. Well, we found a, a yard sale, and they had, for some reason, they had a box of these Ron Swanson uh, coffee mugs. Okay. And they were like from the NBC. They were a legit store. I don't know where they got them. And they sold them to us for like a couple bucks a piece. And I turned around, and I sold most of them within a month for about 40 bucks a mug. Wow. And so with those, though, we had to wrap them in cardboard. Um, I took some additional bubble wrap around them, and then I put them in a priority flat rate. And then, you know, you have to put either the cost of that priority flat rate on top of it or put it into your price. So that's an extra 7 to $8 somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's got to be worth all that time for you to do it. If you just get you the, the little trinket mug and somebody does buy it, you bought it for $0.40 cents and you sold it for, you know, 7 $8, maybe, that, maybe you have free shipping, maybe you don't. If you don't have free shipping, okay, you made, you know, 4 or 5 bucks off of it or whatever. Yeah. Was that really worth your time? Yeah, it just, it just kind of all depends. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now is, as we're learning it. We try and shoot for minimum $10 an item. After That's after fees, after everything. Because then I look at it saying, okay, well, how much time did that really take? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it's took 15 people have minutes. the little Caesars, you know, $5 yeah. all day long. Yeah. Mentality. And then some people have the, oh, I'm not going to get out of bed unless I can make $100 an item mentality. Yeah. And, and more power to you. It's harder to find those higher price items, obviously, but... For me, you can find a T-shirt for two to three bucks that you can make, you know, ten to fifteen dollars off all day, every day. Yeah, and that's a lot easier to do, list and ship, than some cups and things that you have to clean up. But if you're walking down the right aisle and you see a coffee cup that you say, you know, it's either one of those Starbucks ones that you're like, people collect that. That's worth you know fifty, sixty bucks, or it has the right advertisement. You know, that's a no-brainer. Somebody's going to pay for it. And when they do, it's going to be enough. I just have to wait for that person to come by and look for the item. So The thing I realized, too, as we were walking in there is uh, it's things that are different. I mean, I showed you a couple things. I've got this older um, Anaheim Angel jacket that I found. I paid, you know, 7 bucks for it, which is a little bit more than I wanted to. But 7 bucks, and I think we can get 50 bucks for it. Well, that was the thing. And, and each store is different. That's yeah. the weird thing with the pricing, right? So. Was up at the Savers, and I'm looking at some, and then some of these prices are almost like 15 bucks for yeah. certain items. I'm just like, I can't sell it for that. And you know, people are like, "Well, these stores are getting greedy, and, and this and that." Well, it's going to even out. Like, yeah, you keep those prices high, you might be getting free donations, but people aren't going to be buying it. You know, we all know the thrift stores that we go to and don't yeah. go to, or you're going to wait till the 50 percent off day, but. There's got to be some wiggle room in there. you got to be able to make some money. And, yeah. and it's nice to have the home runs like we talk about, but there's the, the everyday bread and butter base hits that you just need to turn and burn every day, right? Yeah. The, so. the other thing we found was a, like a unique LSU plate set. I mean, it was an older type hors d'oeuvre plate that's got a wine holder on it, and it's still in the box, and it's like an old logo, and we paid a dollar fifty. Yeah, that one's kind of unique, and you know, somebody wants that at their tailgate this yeah. year. Of like, hey, yeah. look at this. You know, this is yeah. something that uh, so, you don't have. So again, I guess going back to it is like, how do you find stuff? Like, I look and find stuff that my wife wouldn't. You find stuff that you wouldn't. It's just kind of, I guess, again, broadening your base and learning really what uh, what's different, and unique, because that's what sells. Yeah, I mean, you got to go back to the whole mindset of, okay, I'm either selling this to some hipster in, in Brooklyn, New York, yep. or if somebody, a lot of the stuff is you're just waiting for, and this is why I don't do a lot of auctions, like we just talked about just a few seconds ago, you're waiting for the right person at the right time to want that item, 
And it doesn't matter if that item's a dollar or fifty dollars. He wants that item, or they yeah. want that item, and they'll pay they'll whatever pay, dollar you know. For it. So yeah. it's not so much the price. A lot of times, it's the pace. It's the patience to wait for the right person to come along that says, "I've been looking for you know this LSU um, plate for yeah. all my life. My grandpa had one. Yep, that's what I want. That's how I remember tailgating, right? Yeah. Or it doesn't matter if it's five dollars. Awesome, great deal. Fifty dollars. Well, I'm still paying it. So. A lot of it's just waiting for the right person to come along. And, and like we talked about, do the things you want to do. Like, don't buy stuff that you're not interested in. Like, yeah, if you're, uh, yeah, if you're not into it, I mean, it's boring. It's almost torturous work to have to do the yeah. research on something you don't care about. Taking the pictures and listing, okay, you can do that with about anything. But if you're not interested, you're going to keep putting it over in the death pile. Yeah, pushing it back to I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I really don't care. And then. You know, you're probably either going to die with it, your kids are going to donate it or sell it, or you're just going to go give it back to a thrift store or yard sell it yourself because you don't care. Yeah. And you think, why did I even buy this stupid thing? And that's the whole idea. Is again, what what are your goals? What are you buying stuff for? What are you selling it for? What's your why? Is it so you can get woke and go down to Area 51 and storm? Or is it what? You know? Yes. Is that why, is that why you're selling online? So you can get the underground tunnel system in? Yes, me and Harriet Tubman. Well, she ain't going to Area 51. She was getting out of the, the bad places. She's helping them aliens escape. <laughs> Those aliens. That's who's in Area 51. That's who they're going to free. No, what's his name? Uh, E.T.? You need to talk to your uh, your friend that knows the X-Files gal. Yeah. Maybe she has an inside source. Uh, maybe she does. Maybe She's she... probably been to Area 51. Uh, of course. That's where they filmed it all. That's where they filmed the moon landing. Supposedly. Alleg- I mean, allegedly. allegedly. Which happened 50 years ago. Today or yesterday? Well, you know so, what? Happy Moon Day. Uh, yeah, it was Monday. Happy Moon Day. Come on, that's a good one. I don't and know. Your kid would pay ten cents for that joke. That uh, was a fifty-year wait joke for me to tell you, and you didn't. You didn't even give me a giggle. I I'm just not sure on this whole wake woke thing on the moon landing. Happy Moon Day. Uh, moon, I, whoever's moon. listening, it's Friday. Would be the fiftieth that they actually stepped on the moon, supposedly. Or filmed it in some studio. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Area 51 basement. I saw your troll, and you're saying who who filmed it from the outside? Who filmed it? They said That's a they. Fair question. They said they mounted it on the machine. Technology like that existed, I guess. That transmitted it back to Earth. So are you saying they didn't really go? Is that what you're trying to tell me? All I know is that we can't go to Mars because of the Van Rylan Van Rylan Van, Van, Van Belt. I can't talk. Van Halen. No, there's a there's a there's a radiation belt. Orion? There's a radiation belt that we can't get through to go to Mars, but somehow we got through to go to the moon, but yet we haven't been back to the moon in like 40 years. Well, that's because we didn't know radiation was bad for you 50 years ago. Well, we might not have known, but still what killed you, if it would kill you to go through it now with our technology, how did they go through it in 1969? Van Ryan belt. There we go. Also, fun fact, we brought back moon rocks and gave them out as gifts, right? Sure. So we give some moon rocks to, I believe it was, it was uh, somewhere, I think it was Switzerland, Sweden, one of those places. And so they go to get it insured like a few years ago because that thing's worth some money, right? I guess so. They get told, we're not going to insure this because it's just petrified wood. Now why did we give petrified wood to some country as a moon rock? Because we have the real stuff in Area 51 and that's what your old friends are going to get. I mean, it very well could have happened. I can go both ways on it. Did you just say go both ways? On the moon landing. Okay. But 
It's worth looking into. It's fun to talk about. It is fun to talk about. It's fun to sell on eBay about. Well, yeah, if you got moon rocks, sell them on eBay. Man, remember moon shoes? Do you have any moon shoes? Those moon boots, like, that you strap to your shoes and, like, you bounce on? Well, there's moon boots that were, like, uh, they were, like, Those like, snow snow boots. But, yeah, these were, like, the... the Trampoline for your feet. Yeah, kind of yeah, those are pretty cool. I remember those. Yeah, those you sell them on. They can sell those anymore, I don't think, for safety reasons, but well, maybe that, they can, I don't know. That back to the original lawn darts with the big old spike on it. They can't sell those anymore. You can't even sell those on eBay, I don't think. I mean, you can't sell anything that says bullets on the eBay either, remember? You've been, you've been trying? N- no. <laughs> Not at all. Remember our potato uh, friend? Somebody's trying to sell a potato launcher gun, but we had to call it a potato mover. All I know is for all this potato spud gun talk, we need some listeners in, in Wyoming. We got about all 50 states, but like Wyoming, for some reason, we don't have anyone. And uh, I talked to a man in Alabama a little earlier uh, in the week, and he said he was going to do his best to, to change some things down there. So Yeah, we're, we're getting close to the all 50 states. We got about all 50 states, and some of the states we have a pretty good, a pretty good listenership in. And those are the states I appreciate and love. But... Here's something. If you're going to eBay Open this week, because people right now might be driving down to eBay Open listening to us. They might yeah. be down there killing some time listening to us, right? Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and share the good gospel word of uh, the death piles and taxes with somebody and say, hey, if you listen to this podcast, these guys, are they're all right in my book. They're A-OK. Sure, they're a little crazy. Some of them aren't as woke as others, but why don't you give them a download and a like? Well, I think anybody that's really listening to it and selling on eBay has to be a little out there anyways. Yeah, if you're selling on eBay, you're you're probably kind of on the, the beat of your own drum, so to speak, right? You just don't want to go the fringe with everyone else. The fringe. You might be a little fringe-worthy. <clears throat> your, your, your family says, you do what for a living? You sell old things to whom? Who you, buys that from you? You buy stuff in a storage locker? Wait and- a minute, wait a minute. You go to, you go to thrift stores... And you buy things to sell to people. Well, doesn't it smell? Uh, you sell candy? Why would you do that? Yeah. You buy old candy and sell it to people on the this internet. I don't know. You, you, you sell shocks? You sell brakes online? So so if you're one of these people and you're talking to people down there at the eBay Open, now me and Adam will be there next year. This year it's sold out way so fast freaking for fast. We'll, we, we, uh, we'll be there in person, but... Hey, go ahead and feel free to tell people, listen to Death Piles and Taxes, right? Yeah, we'd appreciate that. And while you're sitting in the airport or whatever on your way home, just, uh, just say, hey, you sell, you know, you know eBayers. Look out for, for fellow eBayers, and, and uh, we would appreciate that. Greatly. Greatly. We got we got a couple more states to hit it down for all 50, but, man, that's flying. we we got to take a break. Oh, my goodness. we well, gotta, we got to have somebody pay the bills. Somebody's got to pay the bills to keep the lights on in this uh, this place. Which, speaking of, has has Adam Up Accounting paid you for their last couple sponsorships? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a dime. I'm going to have to go find that guy. You better down. you better run that guy down. Tell Man. him you see the sponsorship pay. It's going to be bowling shoe ugly by the time I get done. Bowling shoe. Ugly. You brought the bowling ball earlier. You didn't give me the moon day. I had to do something. Thanks for listening to Death Pile and Taxes. This is Adam the Taxman. If you're 
you're listening to this podcast, hopefully that means you're selling on eBay. There's lots of things that you should know, and that's what we're here to help you. At Adam Up Accounting, we give you all the insights of what you should be keeping track of, the things you can write off, and how you can help improve your tax business so that you can pay as little as possible, but enjoy spending those profits on things that make you happy. Check us out on our website at Adam Up Accounting. Bottom right hand corner, you can chat with us right there. Thanks. D Roy, you know what time it is? Man, I've been chasing that guy down. I can't catch him. Which guy? You said before the break, if I found Adam Up Accounting guy and got the money for oh. the sponsorships. Oh, yeah. And I've been running because we're in the building. Yeah. And I'm looking for Adam Up Accounting and. Everyone just keeps saying he's next door. He's there next door. This, that circle. And so I, I come back in here because you said we're we're ready to go again. So yeah. I'm worn out, and I haven't found I haven't but found him yet. Well, you better get yourself in shape if you're going to run down the area 51 people. <laughs> I'm going to run over to Costco and stock up on water and five bucks a bottle. That's that's where the money's to be made. There, you're going to be the guy in the running of the bulls. You're going to be the last guy who could get gored. No, man, I'm not going to be anywhere near the bulls. I'm going to be selling people the helmet for the bull. I mean, you sell the merchandise to the people. You don't participate. That's where it's to be made. You're not a gold finder. You're a pick seller. That's right. The money in the gold rush wasn't from. I mean, a few guys found some gold, but the, the supply seller, like you said a few weeks back, yeah, that, that's, that's where the money's to be made. That's what we want to be. So that's that's the mentality you should have if you want to make money on us online products. Same on eBay, right? Like, I might not be, because everyone's like, oh, Prime Day, they're giving just stuff away. And eBay's in with these big corporations, and they're, we can't compete with Walmart or, you know, whoever that's selling all these things for so cheap on there. You're not in competition with them. No. They're looking for other things. That brings them to the site. You want to be somebody that's selling something they might be interested in with their new couch or with their new flat screen TV or whatever. You just want to be the... You want to be on there to be able to pick up some momentum. Accessorize. At least in my opinion, maybe you do want to compete with the big dogs. Hey, there you or go. Or power to you if you can. A lot of us just don't have that uh, that budget or, you know, desire, I guess. I don't know. So did you buy anything on Prime Day? Oh, no. I don't know. I'm not even a Prime member. I'm not either. I, uh, I've been looking at a few. That's the fun thing. So when you purchase online... I, I notice I like to do local stores. I like to support local merchants in the area and things, small businesses, that kind of thing. But then I also like to do the same on eBay, where I sell on eBay. I like to shop on eBay and and buy stuff from people like me. So I do my due diligence. I find, you know, this is what I want to buy. This is what I'm after. If it's a bigger purchase or whatever, okay. How much is it going to cost me at the the store here? How much is somebody selling online? Is that you know some big regional chain or is that a guy like me that's you know found that enough? thrift store that will sell it to me for that price. So. Speaking of due diligence, are we going to Bendy this year for football season? I'd like to. I'm down. I mean, I'm there. If you guys got uh, out there, if there's any degenerates out there that got some Lockham Stone Cold picks of the week, go ahead and send them over to adamupaccounting.com or at, go, to the, uh, go to the Facebook page. At the Facebook page. I, I picked up a few followers over on the yeah. Instagram and the Twitter machine at D-Roy Everett. So, if you got some locks, um, I'll be happy to uh, scratch that itch for you. No, there you go. Especially now, a lot more states, uh, you know, this is the first year where that sports betting's been legal in a lot more than just uh, Nevada. So So, uh, while we were in Vegas, we we, um, went to uh, the M&M factory and a couple of things, but we were by the MGM Grand. The Coke World. 
Yeah, we went to Coke World. Man. Did you get some of the Coke, too? We got the Coke World. Did you get the new Coke? They did, I didn't see it. I oh, didn't, you should have asked them. I, I guess I should have. Man, where are you at? I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, that was... You might have missed nothing. I'm, I'm sure we did. Well, we did buy the International Coke. You bought the platter? The platter. Oh, I love the platter. You bought? Have you bought the International bought, Platter? Every time I go there with people, we buy the platter and we take sips. I We did that and I about puked four times. Oh, there's some nasty ones on there. The one from Italy, that was the worst thing I've ever tasted. You know, Jimmy listens. <sighs> First off, you attack his name, and now you attack his Italian country. I will walk behind that wow. every day of the week. The Italian Coke is garbage. Wow. There's one called Beverly. I don't remember where it's from. Yeah, I think that's the one. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. That's that's trash. There's only about three that were even palatable. Oh, it's fun to drink, though. But, there's a few. There's some that like, are like, I don't know, they're like, almost like hot, like they got yeah. the heat to them. Yeah, they got ginger in it. Ginger and different yeah. things, but... Every year in the Coke world, you buy the platter, and if you're with people that haven't been there before, yeah. and then then you just kind of take sips and. We did that. We bought one of the Coke floats. That was that was the only thing that really made it uh, palatable. The Coke float. They always have the Coke in the bottle there. Yeah. But now we've given a, a five minute commercial to Coke World of Vegas, and you're trying to tell me about the MGM Grand. Yeah. Oh, they have an app now. I guess you can bet everything on the app, but it says only if you're in Nevada. So that brings me up. I wonder how they monitor that. Probably uh, GPS tracking of some nature. Don't you have some guy that does some ping thing with IPS addresses? I don't know so anything can, about any of that. And I can, don't know anything about gambling on women's softball. Although you promised that we'd get some uh, WNBA official in here that knew everything and we could make some good money on that at some point. So We need to reach out to that. I think we're to the point now. we got enough episodes. We need to start getting some guests on At least here. some specialties. Like We'll still do this weekly stuff. Yeah. But every now and again. Uh, I know a few people we've wanted to have on here. We could have a guest and do, like, maybe drop a bonus episode. Yeah. And still do this or, or bring him in. We've had Cole in here. Yeah, Mr. Shelbert. I mean, people listening probably want to hear more about e-commerce and stuff, but if there's the WNBA expert that can tell you bet all your money on the, you know, L.A. Spark, why, let's hear him out. The Utah Stars. You're a little late to that party. I hate to tell you this, but. That's the story of my life. I'm always late to the party. That's long gone. That star's burned out, my friend. Yeah. So, are you saying right now is the time to buy American swag? Do you go to the store and get, like, the American items? Is that what you're... Are you still doing that? Or is that only with, like, Halloween stuff, Christmas Uh, stuff? Mainly, now, it depends what you want to hoard up on, right? What you want to have for next year. If If you want to be selling this merchandise... Now's the time, the week after the 4th of July, you go into every store, they're going to have all their stuff on clearance, and you just kind of pick and choose what you want, 50% off, 75% off. I mainly stick to uh, the Halloween and Christmas, because that stuff I enjoy listing a lot more. So, after Halloween, there's always, always, always stores that are just trying to get rid of all their extra costumes and supplies, and it's a big holiday, yeah, and the thing I like about Halloween is it's not just during Halloween time. People have parties all all the year round where they have costume parties, right? There's plays, there's movies, there's people that go to these comic cons and dress up as characters and cosplay. So if you're selling these types of items, there's a market year round for that kind of stuff. So that's one of the reasons I like that. Gotcha. Um, with Christmas, like you said, Christmas in July, if you find the right items, the right toys, the right kind of things. Uh, the right decorations. Year-round, people will buy that kind of stuff from you, too. It's kind of weird, but people will buy Christmas ornaments in the middle of, you know, 
sometimes it's like February right after Christmas. Sometimes it's uh, September. That's why I say if you get that stuff, just list it and kind of wait. Um, depending on what it is, you know, some people are into sports, and there's always uh, sports Christmas items. Some people are into movies. There's always movie-themed Christmas items. So it's just kind of hit and miss. I've sold this year, for whatever reason, a lot of these Caddyshack gopher Christmas ornaments I got at Target for like, it was like 95, 90% off, and I just cleared the shelf because I'm Caddyshack, right? Yeah. And I got them for like, had to be like less than a dollar, and I sold them for about $10. So again, it's one of those things... So they've been going year-round, so different things, if it catches your attention. Um, I always try to do Easter candy, but just certain Easter candy. I just sold last week um, some of those speckled eggs, the spicy eggs. Never heard of them. You've never had spicy jelly beans? No. Your childhood is something. I've You've never had a spicy, gummy uh, Easter egg? No. Well. Cadbury eggs? No, gummy. Did you like jelly beans? Well, yeah, I like jelly beans, but... You've never had the spicy jelly bean? No. Most people hate them to death, but they've at least had them. I so, did I did see one thing at the uh, gas station in Mesquite. What was that? Those atomic fireballs that you went and bought that you gave up on... You promised you'd come help me move, and then next thing I know, I call you, and you're up to Starbucks and gas stations buying things. Remember that? I do. They had a whole bunch of those in Mesquite. Did you buy a few? No, because it was... I'm like, yeah, we're driving. I don't want to buy anything yeah, else. Yeah, kind of past their peak. They kind of resupplied yeah. them. But, up, but, but they did. I mean, they were still selling for, you know, a six-pack for 20 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, so so that kind of stuff, like... I mean, so those Easter... Or the jelly beans I was just telling you about... I got them at like a Walgreens or something, Rite Aid, that aren't around anymore for whatever reason. Um, those are always 50% off as well. So after Easter, I got those for like, oh, it was probably at least 75% off. So probably a dollar at the most. And just sold it for $9, middle of, you know, July, I, somebody. So I think one thing, too, that we've been kind of realizing, well, you, you know, you get into this and every day happens so fast. Like, yeah. If you're not doing something, you're going to just forget about it. It's always, again, it's that why. It's why are you doing this? Why are you selling it? And that way you can keep track of it. Because if you're not keeping track of it, your death pile is going to get really big real fast. Yeah, it can get real big real fast. So Because buying, it's way funner than listing. Oh, it's the easy part, right? Yeah. You swipe the card, you're happy, you're in the air conditioning, down there in Vegas going I mean, through all these weird items. Well, saying, we had a lot of fun. I can't believe this. Look at this. You know, you think somebody, buys, look this up, comps, you know. Yeah. And I think that's, again, kind of the difference. Like, we had fun doing it. Like, yeah, we went and spent some money at Coca-Cola World, and uh, we went and played some of the games at uh, the Excalibur. Some of the games, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So the kid games, you know, you throw the ball, you know. I don't know what you're talking about now. Uh, You've lost me. I had you for a minute. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways... uh, We did some of that stuff, but then as we went and sold, it's, or we went and you know sourced, it's like we're spending you know a couple hours here, and like our kids are enjoying it, they're looking at stuff, looking at games, and we're spending a little bit of money, but we can make that money back. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of it. And yeah, that makes it a tax deductible trip, right? Uh, absolutely, that makes it worth going to, and and sometimes just a new, uh, as the kids as the kids say, a new coat of paint. Yeah, and just a new atmosphere can well, change. Like, oh, look at where they keep. They keep their clothes over on this side of the building here. And, I mean, you go and uh, lo and behold, you find that item that you're like, I can't believe I found this here. We can't ever find this up in my area. Or like you're saying, coats, right? Yeah. You'll sell those like crazy here in Vegas. Not yeah. a big market for coats. So. I mean, they had huge, huge sections of Christmas stuff. 
Couldn't believe it all. So there you go. I mean, it's just one of those things that, yeah, I'll, I'll buy stuff, but I somewhat space-wise, the 4th of July, you know, I've, not, I've never really went to the aftermarket sales on those, to be honest with you, I guess. All right. Enough of the enough of the chit chat. Entertain me. Well, you know what you know what time of the the week it is then. I believe this is time for derailed with Deroy. Now I'm going to take you in the far back machine, the way back machine. If you remember, I said come rodeo season. I was going to do my my rodeo impression. If you've never been to a rodeo before, sit back, relax. You are in for a treat. Okay. Now last week was the annual Ute Stampede Rodeo, which. Just to let you know, this portion of the program is brought to you by Wrangler Jeans. Oh, I, I hope so, because I, I hear you were down there at the fairgrounds checking out them W's. There you go. So, so um, I'd say it's a, it's the local uh, rodeo where I grew up. Is that a good way of saying it? Yeah. You've attended it for probably more than me. I've you been every year. several years. So growing up, um, it was the cool thing to do. It still is a family tradition. People love it. Yes. I'll, I'll preface it with people love it. Now, in my world, if I've been to one rodeo, I've been to probably all of them. So I'll go occasionally. But to me, the competition's always different. And the sporting event, like, uh, people go, they're into that. That's your sport of choice, right? It's every night's a new, I get it. It's every night. Something different. New scores, something different. Yeah. But you have the announcer... And you have the clowns, and for the most part, now, now I've heard this year it might have been a little different, but for the most part it's the same routine year after year. Same jokes. Same jokes, same everything. So it's like, well, I've already heard this not only once, but three nights in a row for, for ten years, and you get you get down. Juan Carlos. So we actually went down to, uh, they had the, the breakfast, uh-huh. and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Cotton Rosser. You, you're familiar with the man Cotton Rosser? 91-year-old man who was riding his horse around. 91 years young. Yes. Well, we're in line, and in front of the show, Mike Painter was in front of us in line. Yeah. And I was trying to big shot big time. I'm having my sunglasses on and pretending like I didn't know who he was. But he comes back and is chatting me up. And so we're talking. He's down in Alabama right now for something. I don't know what he does. And so... There's this older gentleman that's in line, and my wife goes and grabs them their plates and gives them, you know, helps them get forks and all that, and, and uh, you know, look into things, and we go sit down. I said, do you know who you just helped out? He goes, no. I said, those older people, oh, they just look so, you know, they need some help. That's so cute. Nice old couple dressed up for, you know, whatever. I said, that was that was Cotton Rosser. He is the Vince McMahon of the Flying U Rodeo. <laughs> yes. He is the, uh, the, the promoter, so... She helped. She helped old Cotton Rosser out and the wife, and didn't even know didn't it. Didn't even know it. But so, so I'm going to do for you. If you've never been to a rodeo, now I can't do the events on the air. I can't ride a bull for you. I can't bear saddle no saddle bareback uh, ride a, a horse for you. I can't do the ladies of the uh, of the. I almost said it the evening. I can't say that the barrel racing. Yes, the queens of the the, the arena. The hide racing? Hide racing. I can't do for for you any of that. The wild milking cow? <clears throat> but if you go to a rodeo, this is how it's going to go, something like this. Now, now we're from a small town, or I'm from a small town that's called... Now, you have to know this for the whole thing. The Ute Stampede takes place in a town called Nephi, Utah. Okay. Now, this could be any other town. I thought about putting in some other towns, but I thought it had to be true and authentic, right? Okay. So, when you go to a rodeo, there's like an in-ring announcer... That kind of is the the director that keeps yeah. you going event to event, but then they also break it up for some entertainment. 
Okay. And his name is Zinc Dove. Okay. So he says, <clears throat> hold on, let me get a glass of water here. I need to clear up the old pipes. Good. Get them, get them ready. Get them nice and lubed. Now, now this is Saturday night, the main event. Because they have three nights, but the championship round is on is on uh, Saturday. Okay. So he'll go, Nephi, Utah, you stampede. Welcome to Juab County on a Saturday night. Who's here to be Saturday night live down here with us tonight? Woo! And the people get cheering. And then they have this big guy that comes down. This is really cool. They have a parachuter that yeah. comes down with a, a big American flag. It's probably, I don't know, like 50 feet or something. It's At huge. least. And he, if you look to the sky and think of the men and women that fought to honor this country and give you the freedom to come on down here to the Ute Stampede here in Juab, Utah, one of our favorite stops along the way. And it's because this man, I don't remember the parachuter's guy's name, yeah. this man parachuting in as they look to the sky. As they have Lee Greenwood. They have Lee Greenwood in the background, God bless the USA. And the men and women who have died, the sweat and the blood, the sweat and the ground, make you proud to be. Who's proud to be an American tonight, Juab, Utah? Woo! And then the guy comes parachuting in with the flag, and it's emotional, and the soldiers are out lot there to carry it as they catch the ground. And then he says again, Nephi, Utah, Saturday Night Live, let's go over to the shoots. And so then they do some of the events, right? Yep. But then there's always this part, and I had to, I had to, uh, I got several parts, right? You got so, to go on the archive machine. So there, there's several parts here, and so there's always the clown. And for lack of a better term, let's call the clown Peanut. Okay. So there's always the clown. And if you've watched Baskets, that's what I should have named it. Baskets is a rodeo clown TV show, and it's it's not too accurate, oh, but it's funny. I, I think I heard about that. It's yeah. a funny show. Yeah. So I almost said Baskets, when we go Peanuts, right? And so the announcer will be breaking up or going through events, and he'll, he'll be sitting there and now... What? What? What are you doing down there, Peanut? And sometimes they have the clown talk, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Well, what? What is going on? Well, well, I've been invited to a party. <laughs> You've been invited to a party. What kind of party are you? About? It's a it's a Mexican Mexican theme party. <laughs> well, I can see where this is going. <laughs> what do you mean? You've been invited to a Mexican theme party, and you're down. What are you doing? Well. Well, I've been looking around. I got all this, all this accoutrement down here. Accoutrement? What's that even? I don't know, but they told me I need to bring the chips and the dips. They told you you need to bring the chips and the dip. Yeah, but I figured I could get all this at work. What? What in the world? What are you talking about, Peanut? All this, all this stuff down here. Peanut. <laughs> that ain't guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's joke number one, because hey, because cow, because bull, bull crap. I guess we can say that horse crap is green, and it, and it looks like guacamole too. So that's always one joke, right? And there's always, there's always. So the guy gets bucked off the bull, right? So he's eight seconds of fame. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he isn't going to earn one dime, but he's got you here tonight. You have. Why don't you pay him off with a big round of applause? Because that's all the money he's taking home tonight. Because he, he only lasted, you know, whatever, three, six, four seconds. Six, six seconds. seconds. He was almost there, but all he's taking home tonight is your applause. Yes. Give this cowboy a big helper. Uh, I mean, Juab County uh, applause. Go back home to Baker, Nevada. So that always happens. But then they're trying to get the bull and wrangle it back in, right? All the time. And it's always the bull doesn't want to go in the pen. 
and they're trying to keep it moving because they got more events, more riders and stuff. I'm waiting for Peanut to get it in its cage. So Peanut's out there, you know, trying to push the bowl, and, and there's some guy that's lassoed it. And what's going on down there, Peanut? Well, we lassoed him, so we're going to get him. It's like my mother-in-law. And old Peanut, it is. You don't want to go home either. And so that goes on, and then he, same same thing. Well, he still isn't going. Well, I don't know what we should do. Well, it's like trying to lead a pit bull with dental floss. That's always a, that's always one that they throw out there. And then there's a, and there's usually now now the problem is they haven't updated it for like you know there's still Bill Clinton jokes. Yes. And so it's like okay that was like twenty. There's kids there that are married now that weren't really they knowing what was Bill going on in the Clinton administration. But I hear they've updated it a little bit to where they have these uh, barrels, right? Okay. So if you have never been to a rodeo, a barrel is like, it's probably like four or five foot tall, and so the bulls can hit it yeah. and not hurt the guy inside. So the rodeo clown, Peanut, will hide in the barrel, and they try to get the bulls to hit it and, and roll it around, and it's all good fun. But they also use this for comic uh, comic relief, right? Okay. So so the clown, so Zoop, Zoop Dove will say, now, now Peanut, now Peanut, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Why is that? I'm oh, sorry, that was kind of a mix. Why is that? <laughs> what What are you doing now? That bull's going to come and hit you. Well, he can't hit me in here. Why can't he hit you in there? And it usually says, like, cores or something. Yeah, it's usually it, some, it, some it beer thing. It looks cores. like a big beer can. Right? It was cores. And he says, weekend. well, well, I'm going to hide down in, in this, in this uh, barrel, and he won't be able to find me. Well, why won't he be able to find you? Well, because he's a Spanish bull. Well, what's that got to do with nothing? Well, I'm down here building a wall. <laughs> Something like that will happen. Then there's oh. the same. There's the same one where the next night they might switch it up and. Well, what you doing down? What he ain't gonna find me down in here? Well, well why won't he find you down here? And it'll just be like, well, cause cause I'm shredding emails and and he's a Hillary bull and and. He ain't gonna be coming looking for these emails or something like. They always do something like that, right? And so they uh, they're just as funny the second time. It's the same jokes though. It's like it's been these same jokes forever. Or they'll, they'll uh, you know. So here's one, and it kind of mixes us up with the demolition derby too. But yes. Same kind of idea. So we go to the. I think this is a demolition derby, but it's the same idea. So they have the peanut guy. They have the announcer guy. Hey. Raise your hand if you love your wife. Man, man, if you love your wife, raise your hand, make some noise. So some people do, some people don't, right? All right, women. All right. Now, ladies, <laughs> I think you can do a little better than that. Now, ladies, if you love your man, if you love your man, you you make some noise now. And some do, some don't, right? And then and then the peanut character will go, well, wait a minute. And what, 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 what? Wait a minute for what? Well, if nobody loves their husbands and nobody else loves their wives, where'd all these children come from? That's ex- it's dead on. That's exactly what and, it is. Uh, let me think. That's so basically. So you got that. That's my rodeo. That's my rodeo impression. Um, there might be some different jokes in there. Uh, usually they mock it. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names. But so we have a, a religious organization and one of their fundraisers. Is they do uh, what's called hawking, hawking. So they'll uh, be the people in the stands that run the run the drinks yeah. and the hamburgers and the hot dogs and concession the, stand, the popcorn, peanuts, concession popcorns. stands. But they're running through, yeah, popcorn, yeah. peanuts. 
And secret is they don't want to be there. They're just trying to raise money for their church, yeah. so that the kids can have youth programs. Yeah, and so like they can that. go to scout camp. So they can go to scout camp. So they don't want to be there. No, and they especially don't want to be walking up and down the aisles. That's a bad job to have. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, old Peanut sees this guy. He might have been a little husky. Okay. He might have called out this guy and said, "And this is like that's the thing is it's not." Peanuts on the big radio, and everybody everybody can hear. And you're you're talking ten thousand, fifteen thousand people, depending on the night. Depending on the night. Yeah. There used to be a time where Zoop Dub would have to do both parts because Peanut would go because they didn't have him mic'd up, and he said, yeah. "What do you mean?" Your dog's in town. That's not a nice thing to say about your sister, Peanut, or something like that. They, they <laughs> go back and forth, wacky, wacky. Yeah. But now, yeah, they got Peanut mic'd up. So, so, so he, he looked at this gentleman who's who's doing this uh, due diligence, right? He's just doing his job. Just do, not even a job. He's not making any money. Just volunteer his time. And he's got so they got a uh, like a cooler yeah. around this guy's neck, and he's got like a rope around it. So it's not even like yeah, not per, even. it's not a professional thing. No. And he's, he's taking hamburgers, and he's having the kid run up and down $3 a burger or whatever and getting the change because they have to have an adult there to make sure they're yeah, getting the correct change. change with the kids so they don't get ripped off. And Peanut sees this guy, and he goes, Hey, hey, Fanny! <laughs> hey, Tubby! And the guy just kind of ignores him. And they he's stopping the rodeo. Yeah, the whole rodeo's on hold. Hey, hey, Tubby! <laughs> you! You! Hey, Tubby! <laughs> and so the guy kind of looks. And like, hey, you're supposed to be selling them burgers, not eating them all, <laughs> fatty, something like that. And you're there, so this guy is all upset, right? Yes. Who, I, who I've talked to about this event. Oh, yeah. So now he'll he'll go volunteer, but he won't do any of this. He'll stay in the the cookery. He'll he'll cook burgers, but he will not go out and deliver. He doesn't want to be accused of he eating doesn't want all to have burgers. Everyone in town that he knows see him get mocked openly by a rodeo clown and called fat shamed, fat shamed on the on the uh, on the arena. Hey, Toby, and, he's, and you know you can't flip him off. Well, you can't curse him out because you, you got all these kids and people you know around you. So you just got to be like sitting there and take it, Mister. You you ate one too many of them burgers. <laughs> like what are you gonna do, right? You can't be like, well, you sleep in a horse, you know, trailer. Yes. Your wife has multiple lovers who aren't anything to do with you because none of your kids look like you. You can't do anything like that. No. Because that would be rude. Which I don't know if it's true or not with the rodeo clowns. They're traveling with the carnies. I don't know. Brave men, though. There's some good ones, I'm sure. There, there are some good ones. Then so, there's always the same. There's the every now and again. There's the the peanut that like. Usually has a skill, so they do these halftime type shows. Yeah, and so it's like it's this little motorcycle cruising through there. Like it's like an eighty, it's like a little teeny bike. And and oh no, oh no, what's going on? I can't get it to stop. I thought I'd go for a little ride. And they're riding the throttle. Yeah, going through one handed and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, well. Well, Peanut, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to call somebody. Get me, get me in here! I can't stop. I'm going around circles. I can't. Just let go. I can't. Why not? I'm scared. I don't know. Something like that, right? I'm I hot glued my hand to it. I don't know. And they're like, "Well, Peanut, I don't know what to tell you." Then all of a sudden, Peanut turns into world class uh, motocross racer, Jeremy McGrath, and is like doing all these tricks and fireworks are going off and. He's doing backflips. So if you've never been to a rodeo, it's worth seeing maybe once or twice. If you're really into it, go all the time. 
But just, uh, I promised that story back a long time ago. A long time ago. And that's that's my impersonation. That's uh, when I went to the rodeos, and we went to a few. Well, but it seems to be about that every time you go. Well, it's funny because we went this last week, and same same thing. They have uh, they have like a, the fan of the night. They're gonna give away like a Yeti cooler, and they have everybody kind of get up and dance. Like all these people kind of get up and dance throughout the thing. And there's this guy, an older gentleman, and older and, gentleman. and Peanut calls him out saying, "Hey you, hey hey you, yeah you right there." The older gentleman dancing, doing things that an older gentleman shouldn't be doing. <laughs> so then he has him stand up, and like they put the camera on him, and you know, and then they says, "Who's that fine woman sitting next to you?" And you know, he makes her. They make her stand up and say, "Well, you're the fan of the night because you have to put up with this guy." Let's see some more of those inappropriate dance moves. <laughs> Everyone's just kind of looking like. All right, then. So, so, of course, everybody in town knows who he is. Yeah, so that's old Gary or whoever. <laughs> old man Gary, and that's his wife. Yeah, it was a uh, good time had by all. Which, you know, for some people, public humiliation is, if you get a Yeti cooler out of it, sure. <laughs> it's worth it. But when they're just calling you out of the stands, you know. Hey, Tubby. Hey, Fatso. <laughs> or... Hey, kid, they, I want a Dr. Pepper. I, I will say this year, they, they got into... Uh, it was funny because they had two guys come down and they made them wear like the beer goggle glasses. Have you seen those now? Like you put on these yeah, yeah. these glasses and it makes you seem like you're drunk and they run you up and down like through cones and then they make you come back and kick the football and it's pretty entertaining. It was, they do have some entertaining they, things. They, they change it up every it, now and again. There's... It was pretty good, but Peanut was making fun of the one kid because he had red hair. Hey, you don't got no soul, Ginger. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. And, uh, Peanut's dressed up like a raggedy and doll, probably with red hair himself. <laughs> well, he's got the American flag on, and it just it just makes you chuckle. It does. I mean, if every about once every five to ten years, sure, it's usually hot outside and whatever. But I need me a Dr Pepper, and I need it for free. What's the kid supposed to throw you a drink and like? Yeah, I mean, yes. Oh, we had funnel cake this year. It was good. I like no, no. I once had me a chocolate funnel cake, or no, it was red velvet. Red velvet funnel cake. It was at the NASCAR down in uh, the Vegas. Oh yeah, the only time I went to a NASCAR event, and I enjoyed the red funnel cake, the red velvet funnel cake more than anything there. I had to walk about, so you pass, and they have all the concession booths and yeah. everything, right? Like like a big carnival, and so I'm like, oh, that'd be good. But our seats are like three miles this other way, <laughs> so. I'm sure I'll see that again because I've seen ten of the same things. So and you don't walk all the way to our seats, which was—I mean, it was—it was really about a mile. That's things huge. Oh yeah, there's hundred so thousand like, well, miles. I want that, so I'm going to walk back another mile and grab it and come back and eat it. It was great though; it was well worth it. So, derailed with Deroy, brought to you by Wrangler Jeans. Come on out with me and me and Prumpy next Thursday down at the. Uh, Rodeo will be looking for W's in the parking lot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and coming up, the uh, Demolition Derby. Um, threw on some uh, back back to the Wayback Machine today. I went and got a snack. Back on the dew. Yeah, I hate to uh, back on the dew. Fell on the wagon. Fell on the wagon. Did it, did it good for about six weeks. Anyways, I go over to the... the yeah, exactly. I go across <laughs> the street to get some uh, some dew. They had zingers. Oh, wow. Got me some zingers. 
Do. Yeah, sounds like a good afternoon. But the problem is, is you know what? When we were kids, we if we were lucky, we got them at the day old store. Yeah, oh, that was great. You know, they were they were they're still just as good. Like, oh, yeah, I don't get expiration dates on that kind of stuff. Not they're on like Hostess brand things no. that are you know made to last the apocalypse. I mean, they're so preserved, anyways. You could drop them in fire and they'd still hold their shape. Well, the problem is, you're going to find out that when people storm Area 51, they're going to get inside and find out it's just full of Twinkies. They're just doing tests on Twinkies. <laughs> This Twinkie was tested in 1947. The atomic bomb was dra- dropped on it. Not a scratch. Still good. <laughs> so no, I had, had some uh, some zingers today. There you go. Those were good. good. It was a good day. Some some doing zingers. So and then checking out them W's down the parking lot. Yeah. Also, uh, I know you're not a Stranger Things guy. We've talked about this almost in nausea now. But, but no, I, I saw like three different people with Stranger Things, and this was the freaky part. You know how we talked about Ross Perot the week ago? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no no joke. I'm walking down the strip, and I see a guy wearing a shirt. I saw several stranger things, but I saw a guy wearing a shirt that says he ought to make this a blockbuster night and had a picture of blockbuster video on it. Dude, later on that night in my news feed, there's somebody on eBay selling the exact same shirt. Now my phone's seeing what I see and throwing it into my feed. Why didn't you go to that guy and say, how much? How can, much for that shirt? I guess I should have. That would, yeah, you left some money on the table there, Ross. Bro. I'm sure I did. But all I'm saying is that uh, phone of yours is it's a lot smarter than you think it's it is. It's a lot smarter than this is as smart as you let it let it become. I uh, I was bringing up Stranger Things because the carnival in the season takes a there's a fair and stuff in town and the old eighties eighties rides of the carnival and the whole with the rodeo there's usually a traveling carnival with it so. Um, which may or may not go back to the Trevor Hooper making the Carney Cry story from a few weeks back. It may have happened during the Ute Stampede. I'm sure it did. But there's Gravitron and all your fun rides. So if you have some nostalgia and you go hit you up a a fair or or watch you some shows. We we were there, but I wasn't going on any of those rides. I don't even know how I did it at the time. I don't know how more people don't die from those rides. I I wasn't going to attempt it. Was not even going to get on one of those rides. So oh, we, I forgot to. Also at the rodeo, my favorite thing, and it doesn't happen every year either, but sometimes they have a monkey that rides a uh, rides a dog. You've seen that? Oh, yeah. I can't remember its name. Peanut. But there's like a dog that's been trained and a monkey rides it and it just runs across the arena like it's a little cowboy. They have it dressed up in a cowboy hat and an outfit and full western apparel and that's... That's my favorite. If you're lucky enough that you go to the rodeo and you see that, you've lucked out. They have all sorts of different kind of entertainment shows. Some of them are like people that stand on horses and do yeah. uh, acrobats and stuff. Well, they're getting more, uh, they're adapting. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that rodeo is going out, but rodeo isn't as popular as it used to be. Um, they bring in the uh, motorcycle guys, the hey, jumpers. Yeah, we just talked about me going all around that arena. Well, I know, but after the after the bull ride, it used to be the bull riding was the big to do. Mm-hmm. Which man, this week this guy got he got his clock. Man, he got knocked out. He fell off the bull like I mean, flipped off, landed on his back. Then the bull stepped on him, and then the guy got up, and then the bull rocked him again. And it was funny because the guy gets up, and he is obviously staggering all over the place. And he one guy's trying to help him, and he swipes his arm away, and. My wife looked at him like, oh, what did he do that for? I'm like, because he can't freaking see. He's concussed and thinks that might be the bull. <laughs> he, he is concussed. Uh, but that used to be the big thing. But now they brought in the, uh, the the motorcycle guys. Now that you've seen some rodeo action, he's ready to see some hot flyers. Yeah. Uh, the funniest part is, uh, you know, about three quarters of the way through it, they go over and say, 
these are rodeo cowboys now. And then they take their helmets and then they strap like a cowboy hat on top of the helmet. Good times. I by, by all. And then they bring Don Carlos, their uh, the remote control on sombrero. <laughs> and the, the remote control sombrero goes off the ramp and try and do flips. and it, Just a good time had by all. There you go. So I know there's plenty of people out there that love the rodeo, that love the Ute Stampede, that probably don't like me now after that rendition of how it goes down. It was all good loving and uh, good, good, uh, good faith. I good fun. It was all good fun, and you know that's all true. And, and, and there's people out there that I mean, we got a good contingency in like New York, LA, that they've never, never seen a rodeo, rodeo in their life. Yeah. So that's as close as you'll get if you listen that far. I appreciate it. It was all good fun. If you see me at town, don't call me a you know. You aren't welcome here because was this is. Hey, Tubby. Hey, Tubby. I was not the Tubby in the situation. I'll, I'll throw that out. I very well could fit the profile, but it wasn't me. And I, I'd say no to certain certain uh, jobs, and one would be that one. Well, there you go. Because I probably would eat all the hamburgers. They're delicious. <laughs> they are the good rodeo burgers. You get them once a year. They're way overpriced, but everything is See, nice. I, I didn't even I didn't buy one of those this year. I didn't go down to the carnival. I was kind of a kind of a scrooge. I went down to the uh, the breakfast. And hey. I, like I said, talked to a friend of program Mike Painter. I didn't go to the breakfast. And that was that was that. So that's uh, your hot your hot rodeo talk for the, the derailed with Derek. Is that what derailed with Deroy? Is that what we're calling it? I think so. So there you there you have it. Well, you know, go out and sell some stuff. Sell some stuff so you can go to events. Yeah, so you can pay free rodeo tickets. Pay rodeo tickets, because those aren't cheap either. No, man. Some people go all three nights. Everything's getting expensive. You got to buy the things there. You got to buy your kids the popcorn. You got to buy the burgers. You got to get snow cone. Yeah, it was good. The, the french fries. Then you got to go down to Vegas. Yeah. You got to play the games. Yeah, the games. You got to make your money back on a weird parlay trip and get kicked out of the casino. I did throw in, I always throw in 21 bucks into the uh, Mega Bucks machine. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a scratch. Not even a pretend. Not even a not even a three dollar win back. So did you look at any of the football odds? I thought you might be looking for some uh, you know, over under wins, yeah. that kind of thing. I, I looked at a couple, but nothing nothing got me too excited. Nothing nothing flipped you. Did, flipped did, your skirt at didn't all. really have enough time. Hopefully planning another trip here in about two weeks, so we'll, well see. There you go. That was a good time had by most. It was a good time. I think that's uh you No know it's a better time? What? Paying taxes. Than going to Vegas? Well, yeah. Or going to the rodeo? Well, yeah. Because it means you won, you've got some money. Well, you done fill and crack your head. I did. Tubby. I did fill I'll eat more of them zingers <laughs> and Mountain Dews. If you're paying taxes, it means you're making money, man. Well, yeah, I like to keep my money in a bunker like you bought my Area 51. I'm sure you do like to get fat refunds from the government because you like them giving you everything you have. That's right. Yeah. No, that is true if you're... If you're paying taxes, you're uh, making money, and if you're paying taxes and not making money, you're doing it wrong. I mean, you're having fun doing what you do, so. What are those two things that are certain, buddy? Uh, two things in life that are for certain are death piles and taxes. Brought to you by the Nephi Rodeo. Nephi, Utah, Saturday Night Live. Who's ready to have some hot rodeo action down here at Juab County Fairgrounds? Best men and women competing. For not only the prize money, but year applause. Let's hear it for them one more time. This is all they got to go home with.